Fortunately for him, and the rest of society, he was also possessive as hell and had an out-of-control temper. He'd beaten three men to death in a bar in Oklahoma simply for smiling at his girlfriend. One of those men had been an off-duty FBI agent, hence Neil's 118-year term in federal prison. Cobb had been convicted of multiple charges of murder as well, along with rape and arson. The son of a bitch thought he wouldn't get caught if no one could recognize a woman he'd attacked, so he'd murdered her, then burned down her house, assuming all the evidence would disappear. But the fire he'd started in Oregon had spread across the border into Washington, resulting in the destruction of dozens of homes and the deaths of three more people, including a firefighter. That had earned him a life sentence in Leavenworth. Ramirez might have been the scariest. A doctor for the Veterans Administration in Arizona, Ramirez had invited male patients over to his house for private treatment sessions and then experimented on them. He was serving a life sentence as well. When Remy and Jess reached the side of the house, he cautiously peeked in the window overlooking the kitchen sink. At first, he didn't see anything, but then he caught sight of Ramirez sitting in the shadow-shrouded living room, smoking a cigarette and watching TV. There was a teenage boy sitting beside him, tied and gagged, staring at the television. Shit, Remy was right, again. Everyone else in the task force had thought Remy and Jess were wasting their time running all the way out to Idaho on a crazy hunch. But ever since he could remember, Remy had listened to his gut. So while the rest of the marshals focused on the various friends, pen pals, and visitors the three convicts had been in contact with over the past year, Remy and Jess had been busy tracking down the one person suspiciously absent from Neil's life since his incarceration. His former girlfriend, Tammy Andrews, or rather, Tammy LaRouche, now that she was married. Tammy hadn't testified in Neil's defense. In fact, she'd never shown at his trial. She hadn't visited him in prison, called him, or even written him any letters. The poor woman had been so traumatized by the whole ordeal in the bar that she'd simply walked away from Neil and never looked back. Some people might consider that a betrayal. According to an inmate Remy had spoken to at Leavenworth, Neil was one of those people. If someone does him wrong, Neil will remember it for the rest of his life and do whatever it takes to get revenge on that person, the inmate had said. He's one vindictive son of a bitch. Beside Remy, Jess was on her cell phone with the local PD, requesting backup. He hoped this town had a SWAT team because they were going to need it. When she hung up, they slowly moved around the outside of the house, hoping to pin down exactly where Neil and Cobb were hiding. They were a few feet from the back door when a woman's scream cut through the humid night air. A split second later, there was a crashing sound, followed by coarse laughter and another terrified scream. Remy's gut clenched. Going in on their own was insanity, but he and Jess had no choice. Their backup was at least 20 minutes out. They couldn't wait. He glanced at Jess, hating the idea of her going in there. If she was simply his partner, he wouldn't have given it a second thought. 
But she was more than that to him. There was no way in hell she'd ever let him go in alone, though. Watch yourself in there, okay? He whispered. You too, she said softly. Taking a deep breath, Remy led the way to the door, then grabbed the knob and turned it. Once inside, he and Jess quickly moved through the kitchen toward the living room, where he'd seen Ramirez and the boy. The kid was still sitting there, bound and gagged, but there was no sign of Ramirez. Remy gave Jess a nod. As one, they checked the rest of the room and the hallway beyond, covering each other at the same time. Another scream came from the back of the house. Remy immediately headed down the dark hallway toward the sound, Jess at his heels, charging into a room with three armed fugitives who had already shown a willingness to kill, and as many as four possible hostages was definitely in the category of bad ideas.